tonight we start buying some boxes to hope that there is some lemons and limes. Welcome to game shows, I suppose. everybody and welcome to the niche podcast about the one thing that i know something about game shows i suppose i'm your host jordan haas today's episode deals with a classic game show that you might not have heard of called three on a match as josh eldridge will be joining me to talk about this game that's all about esp both in terms of trivia and in figuring out where things lie but before we get to that we got to get through the news there is no news. That's it. That's the segment. I I didn't really want to research throughout the week any more game show news. I uh, I didn't want to read any more press releases. Uh, to to me, like I was spending the entire time recording uh, the upcoming game shows. I suppose the solo sessions. So this is the last news segment ever for game shows, I suppose. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, to be honest. Uh, but I figure uh, just just be done with this. Just be done with it. Nobody really cares what my thoughts are about game shows. No one really cares my thoughts on the current events in the world of game shows either and all the news and Hey, did you hear this happens? Because no matter what I say, it just disappears. And then like three months later, hey, did you hear this happen? And just, I just don't want to do it anymore. Partially, that's one of the main multiple reasons why I don't want to do this podcast anymore. I feel like, uh, you know, share my love of game shows and then be done with it. So next week, the start of August... Uh, which is, I believe, August 4th, maybe 5th, because it's Wednesday. August 5th is a Wednesday. And ending all the way at the end of the, uh, November. So November 28th. Uh, every Wednesday or Tuesday night or however you, you, you perceive this podcast to be out, there will be a new episode of Game Shows, I suppose. Every one of these episodes has been pre-recorded, which means if something really bad happened, such as a passing of a game show host, an announcement of a new game show, or, I don't know, Game Show Network uh, is no longer on the air, I won't know about it because everything I, I will be talking about uh, was accurate as of July 20th through the 25th. So... You're on your own. Sorry. Uh, if you actually did come to me for game show news, uh, I appreciate it. I just kind of wish you were more vocal about that. But, uh, yeah, it'll be fine. 
so uh, knocking on wood, there is nothing really bad happening. No deaths. More game show announcements, maybe because of what weird world we're living in as of this recording with COVID, that maybe there's going to be a lot more cooler things along the way. But I don't know. So consider this the final news segment. Uh, I'm retiring from game show news reporting, at least for the foreseeable future. Thank you so much for all your listens and comments. And I I don't know. Do, do we even get ratings and reviews? Did anyone ever leave a comment about what game shows they want me to talk about? I don't know. So I guess we should start today's episode. Joan Buring, Bob Ruthman, and Joanne Brown. If your first three picks match... You win that prize plus a fabulous 1973 car. It's three on a match with your host, and here he is. I don't know about that. I thank you all. This week's episode is three on a match. Now, I wish I can come up with backstory and history like all the other episodes. And it was kind of one of those, I barely did any research on and i think this is kind of when i hit my little uh wrecking ball moment if as it were this was kind of the oh er, and then i don't know i don't really know like who created three on the match i really kind of fumbled on like a lot of aspects on this on this show but i'm glad that josh was there to help me out in explaining the show and having some fun because it's a really interesting format, and at the time, it was something very clever. Buying the boxes, kind of like Concentration, to try and pick up the match. I, I thought that was a great idea. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Before we buy some boxes, we gotta turn some tables. With me on the line, returning for a second time, friend of the show, Josh Eldridge. Thank you, Jordan. Glad to be back again. Last time you were here, we were talking Let's Make a Deal. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and we, we, we spent a great deal of talking about... Oh, God. Already, this is... It's just a... Uh, <laughs> but then again, that was before all this mess happened and election <laughs> happened. Uh... Uh, and, and me moving about halfway across the country and just, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a mess. It's been a, uh, a weird time, uh, shall we say. And now it's like, okay, well, well, at least I still have this game show podcast to deal with. Look at every <laughs> game show ever made. What a smart choice I did. <laughs> And and for a dude like me who who you know can't seem to keep a plan or can't seem to make plans farther out than a week than now anyway this is just this is just par for the course for me so I'm, so I'm... <laughs> you're just like yeah, it's 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 another Wednesday we're good yeah I mean for you I mean for you that's a concert you missed but for me it was Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode is a 
I, I would hate to say short-lived because it's been on the air for three years in the 70s. From and, nine, from a, and I, th- I think my, my personal rule is any show that, that manages to last uh, at least three years or three seasons, you know, definitely can't be called a, a short run. So holy moly, you hear that? <laughs> I think I think they got it in them, honestly. Uh, so today's uh, episode uh, started August second, nineteen seventy-one, ended June twenty-eighth, nineteen seventy-four. It is an iconic quiz show uh, called Three on a Match, uh, produced by Bob Stewart Productions, which many people I always say like don't know who Bob Stewart is. Uh, is the brains behind Pyramid? Well, and not just that, but uh, some of his first shows were actually when he worked for Old Man Goodson with uh, uh, To Tell the Truth, Password, and uh, The Price is Right. And strangely enough, uh, there's a person in connection to all three of those shows as well. Really? The show's host of Three on the Match, Mr. Bill Colon. And yeah, and Bill did Bill did uh, did guest host on Password Plus as well. So that's yeah. So that's a that's to a, tell the that, truth that tied in rather neatly. <laughs> yep. And, and, and the original prices right, which we did with Max Mayer very early nice. on in the show in this podcast run. Geez, uh, three <laughs> on the match is one of the look. If I just said, what do you think three on the match is about? <laughs> <laughs> I think people are going to come up with like. 18 different game show ideas and it's not going to be this one. <laughs> it's Bob Stewart's remainder bin. It's it's all the little gimmicks that he couldn't that he couldn't fit into other formats. So he's just like he just slapped it all together and it's like, "Yeah, let's go with it." And and it worked. <laughs> so 3 in the match has the uh, lightning fast menu board of categories like split second. Mm-hmm. It has a contract of questions you need to answer, much like a bullseye or name that tune. I can name it five notes, four notes, three notes. Uh, and it has the thrill of the third category always being some form of grab bag, and it never makes sense why they would always <laughs> change two, the two name of it. Categories, two themed categories, and one we just, we, we, it was 4.30 on a Friday afternoon, and we like, you know what, just... Dump all the questions and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in just a bit because that's, <laughs> I think, my favorite part of the show. <laughs> uh, the premise being, are you ready? Because this is the game. You would ESP right. in an ESP format. You would get shown three categories, something like geography, famous first ladies and grab back. Yep. Grab bag, potpourri, the mixed quiz, general me. knowledge. I, I, I mean, it was it was crazy how many different ways they had of phrasing that particular that third. Uh, that I third think that's going to be know? our our f- final part of the show is just come up with various names for the third category. <laughs> <laughs> checks mix quiz mix. We got an endorsement with uh, checks mix for this category. <laughs> hey, product placement counts, you know. Any any any. Anything counts in large amounts. Frida Lay presents Mental Munchies presented by Munchies. Uh, Pringles, uh, Pringles Pop uh, Pop Quiz. It's, it's the crisp. <laughs> uh, so, uh, 
You would be shown three categories, and you will be mm-hmm. playing with th- with two other players. So it's a group of three, kind of like Jeopardy in most game shows, the rule of three. And mm-hmm. your goal is basically pick the most number of answers you wish to answer. That's original. You can't duplicate another player's uh, amount of questions. So you can answer one, two, three, or four. If two people pick four, then it goes to the next person in line, which means three or two or one. The highest unduplicated bid is the one that gets the crack in. In the event of a tie, uh, it only goes to one player. If there's three uh, unique bids, such as a 3-2-1 or a 4-3-1 or a 4-3-2 or a 3-2-1, I'm doing the finger thing from the game show right now. Uh, <laughs> they It would go down the line, and they would have their chance at the other two categories and then finally the final category. Uh, mm-hmm. To win the contract, all you have to do is answer... Trivia questions, and these trivia yeah. questions are the toughest in the world of trivia. Uh, binary, uh, just binary choices, true or false? It's true, false. It's the most easiest fucking yeah. questions in the fucking world. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Did I, did I step on your joke there? It's, it's, or? it's true, false. It's the. Yeah. <laughs> it really is just like grass is green, true or false. We uh, they, that, that, that's true, Bill. That, you got one. All right, that gives you that gives you a total of forty dollars. <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. Now let's go to our three categories. Now we got cartoon legends. We got fantastic flags, and finally we got where am I and what do I need to do? Who, what, and where, but that's that's a different show. And we're, we're not All right, and here we go. Locked in two. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's another two. And and Josh, what did you lock in? Uh, four questions, Bill. Four questions. That means four questions. Which of the three categories would you like? Uh, let me go for. Uh, uh, let me go for. Uh, I'm sorry. What was the categories again? Uh, the categories are cart are cartoon uh, classics. Oh yeah, yeah. Cartoon cartoon. Classics. Okay, cart are we'll cartoon with. legends. Here you go. Seth MacFarlane oh. is the voice of Peter Griffin on Family Guy. Uh, that's true. Yes. Um, the Simpsons are all yellow. That's let's see. Now wait, wait. Are we counting the pets as family? Just, just the, just the family. Just the family. Just, just, just the humans. So that's true. All right. <clears throat> uh, the mad scientist on Rick and Morty is Morty. That's false. And finally, uh, on the TV series, uh, <clears throat> Bob's Burgers. The Bob's Burgers family is Burger. Uh, no, that's uh, that's false. That is correct. You just you won yourself. That's eighty dollars. Congratulations. That now totals you to one hundred twenty. Would you like to go buy the board, or would you like to continue <sighs> answering questions? You know what? I I uh, let, let's let's try one more round. All right. <laughs> Because we haven't, because we haven't even, because we haven't even got to the prize board yet, have we? Yeah, no. This is the okay. So now we're going to our final three questions here. Um, numbers two, the Zodiac Killer, or three, where did I put my keys? Uh, I, I guess let's try numbers because I, I right. think that there's yeah. All right. So uh, you're going for you're going for two in there. 
weird because the other two went for four. So this means if you get it right, you get one hundred dollars. The two fours cancel. All right, so <clears throat> so for one hundred. Oh wait, it's a double pot. Oh, whoa, oh, that hey. gives you two hundred dollars. <laughs> so, and I think I think if you had, I've, I've never seen an episode where it actually happened, but I think if you had. Lord, I was trying to think. Because usually behind the category selection, in addition to that, you would either get bonus picks on the board if you get it right, if you want, or double uh, the pot. Uh, two free boxes, double pot, three free boxes. And I'm trying to th I think, yeah, I think that was pretty much all the, all the different little bonus uh, features that were in play. All right, so this is for $200, uh, Josh. <laughs> here, here you go. True or false? The number seven comes immediately after the number six. Uh, that's tr uh, that's true. Uh, uh, could you repeat the question? <laughs> All right. The number seven <laughs> immediately follows the number six. That's true. Oh, that's good. All right. <clears throat> oh, thank God. <laughs> four divided by four is one. Uh, that's true. That's right. You just got two hundred dollars. That gives your total now to three hundred twenty dollars. Would you like to go to the price I'm, board? I think yeah. I th I think I think I'd better. Well, I'm not kidding. Like those were about the cerebral nature of these questions. Like sometimes they were weird, but it would be like at present time, like the vice president of the United States. Oh uh, yeah. What colors the French flag? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was that was literally a question in the yeah. That was literally a question in the episode. I forgot. July fourth <laughs> is Independence Day. True or like it really was like we want you to just answer these questions as quickly as you can and not think because we know the trivia questions exactly. do not matter whatsoever. Nobody. <laughs> This is this is not Jeopardy. Nobody watches this show for this stuff. They want to see people push the buttons, the, the, the little numbers flip over, and then go to the board and flip the boxes. And now we're going to go to the board and flip the boxes. So now we get to go to the literal three on the match, where it's basically Jeopardy but no categories and no questions to answer. There are three columns and, and four rows. And you actually spend money instead you of... You spend money. One row is worth $20, one row is worth $30, and one row is worth $40 in red, yellow, blue, and green. Yeah, and that's, well, you got them switched. It was the columns. It was the money. The yes, rows were the and your choice, and then yeah, well, with that, you have to buy the boxes. So you have to be like, I want the $20 red, and I want the $40 yellow, and I want the $30 blue. 30 on 30 on the blue, yeah. Typically, it's each column has one of the prizes, and if you get three on a match, like in concentration, but with three instead of two, you win the prize. Like an extra box. Now, originally, it was with actual prizes. Like, you won yourself mm -hmm. this love seat. You won yourself the mink coat. Congratulations. You won you. The you, patio you furniture. The, you, you got the stove. You won the nice washer-dryer. That's great. And then the eventually... <laughs> The budget office decided, wait, we can't do that anymore. Can we, is there a way that we could stretch out one game across multiple days? You know what? What if we make it so instead of that just being the prize and the game ends, 
why not we just, I don't fucking know, what if we just make sure there's no prizes and now you have to match dinosaurs or celebrities or... Hats. Hats. <laughs> photos of Bill Cullen. <laughs> photos of Bill Cullen wearing silly outfits. How about uh, the laziest of them all, suits from a playing card deck? Yep. yep. Well, you know, clip art cost money back then. We can't afford uh, <laughs> we can't afford more prices, so you gotta find three hearts no. or three diamonds. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm gonna stop you right there. It's not that it's not that they couldn't afford it. It's just Bob Stewart was that cheap. That is that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> have Have you done an episode on jackpot yet? Uh, we did because... uh, with Greggy, ah. and it was the stretch to the week. And we just kept oh, making Lord. fun of like how everyone there looked bored and tired when they had to say, "Here I am, Jordan. This is my eighteen dollar riddle. I'm <laughs> usually found under a floor, but if you walk all over me, you might feel you might get a step on me. What am I? <laughs> my first is in canoe, but not in river. What am I?" <laughs> And Jeff Edwards is going, well, nope, that was it. Like, I just spoiled the joke. Move on. Oh, <laughs> oh, you watch, oh, so you watched the, the 1990 revival or the We watched the all NBC. of them. We watched all of oh, them. Oh, Lord. We watched the Canadian well, edition. We watched the Jeff Edwards edition. We went to 70s. I even went to watch the UK version, and that one was on my own. <laughs> holy hell, I've been trying to find an episode of that. It was just well, the I mean, clip. Uh, it's just the clip. It was just the clip. It wasn't the full episode. Oh, okay. But oh Jesus! And was it was it the Welsh language edition? Yes. Oh okay. Where uh, where they just dropped a K from the name? Yeah, and, and just I don't. <laughs> you don't speak Welsh, so. Look at this point, I I might as well just be like <laughs> pretending I'm from Scotland and just like say, oh man, I love Hamish and McDougal, and just. <laughs> Well, you, you haven't had your tea. Up... <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, oh no! I just just got back from seeing Mrs. Nocty. <laughs> <laughs> I this... see. I've, I've. See, I'm hip. I've. Well, I'm yeah, now it's time to play I'm Sound Charades. Uh, this is based <laughs> on the popular game. <laughs> Give us a clue. Give us a clue, and oh. who can forget the. <laughs> Jesus Christ! At this point, we might as well be pitching for the uh, revival for the American adaptation. If I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. <laughs> just, <laughs> just I mean, it's just—it was basically the at midnight of the of of its day. No, it fucking they fucking ripped off that show. It wasn't just—it wasn't just at midnight. No, the, they fucking ripped off. Like they fucking did. Like, okay, what if we remove a letter for a movie title? And that was 1986. Like, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> what but, if we? Reason... What if we made music that's that's named after people who are uh, who work in education and teachers and colleges? The, the... The Cheesemaker's Songbook. The, the Cheesemaker's the, Song. The, uh, yeah, you know that would be called just Cheese a Song on at midnight two thousand nineteen. Like it's just. Oh yeah. Late arrivals to the Street Sweepers Ball. That kind of. Swissy Elliot points. <laughs> <laughs> 
but but uh, well, I mean, but but to but to go back to my original point, the reason why I brought up jackpot is going back to the whole thing about Bob Stewart being cheap because. I remember hearing a story once that uh, that an actual fifty thousand dollar riddle came up on the show uh, during the NBC run, and the riddle was apparently. Trying, let me see if I remember it. It was uh, the first part of my name is present tense. The second part of my name is past tense. What am I? What? And yeah, that silence, that silence was just, it was just, it was just as much in 1970s as it is right now in this conversation. So Bob Stewart couldn't, he was like, hit the buzzer. It's time. The time's up. Hit the buzzer. Go ahead. And so, yeah, so of course they got it wrong. And so Jeff had to break the bad news that the correct answer was seesaw. And then the crowd started booing, and apparently they didn't let up until the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this sounds fantastic. <laughs> it's it's sounds just a shame like, that's not on tape. <laughs> I want to just hear like the warm-up guy who had to work in the audience for like during one of those commercial breaks. <laughs> and let's give it up. Come on, season. I know you're. Come on, folks. We need. <laughs> Come on, it, it's, it makes. Come on, it makes perfect sense. It's, it's oh, holy crap! <laughs> and 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 watching the 1970s version, you got the idea: a that this was a this was a New York show; b that these were people who were just basically uh, hopped up on sugar. Well, and at least sugar. And so you 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 potentially had a riot on your hands if you weren't careful woo do 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 suddenly you're seeing the set catch fire oh yeah it was pandelirium question cards are flying everywhere bulbs popping left right and center jeff Edwards ran off to go to los angeles to do starcade it was it was it was it was a mess. I, I you know, Bob Stewart. I mean, he 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 decided he was going to leave the country. He was going to work up in Canada like Bob Enright, uh, like Dan Enright did for a bit. <laughs> Just like I screw this, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might want to duck out for for a little bit. <laughs> oh, time to just stretch, Dick Clark. You have fun now. Bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're uh, we're 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 moving to L.A. We're we're going to start producing shows in L.A., aren't we? Uh, can, can, can we look into that? Uh, well, maybe we'll see. We'll, you know, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so going to the money board, if they get a match of any three, like prizes or products or signs or pictures. signals or clip arts, they get a match. Now, in the original version, that was the end of the game. You won your prize. You stay on the you next. You face two new contestants. And in the new version, because they wanted to be three on a match times two or times three, shall I say, the first, they say, no, you don't win any prizes. Instead, it's whoever's the first to match three times wins yep, the game. You, you get, you get three of the same picture across all three columns. You get to flip a card. And if you flip three cards, then that's when you get the prizes. 
and the price totals that are five thousand dollars guaranteed. Yep, five k five k a swing. So I mean, like, you gotta think. Still, it's like nineteen. Once you're gonna remind people, nineteen seventy one, seventy four. That means like a guaranteed win on match games. So it's not like. Oh yeah. So this would be that, saying like t- guaranteed twenty five thousand in today's world over. I mean, yeah, and that's 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 top prize bonus round money right there, and yeah, because there were still there were st- uh, five thousand dollars was still a big deal back then. Uh, of course, now you, that's that's a tank of gas uh, anymore. That's, um, but uh, that's enough for one month rent. Thank you. <laughs> that that's uh, that's enough for two band aids and a, and a doctor telling you to take some aspirin. Medicare for all. This this episode sponsored by Medicare for all. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm. Ugh. See, um, I, see, I, I I came on to this podcast to not talk about politics. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, that's uh, why uh, this podcast is now with rose emojis all over the place. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, the new thing now is uh, the explosion emoji because apparently that's that's showing that you're. You're down for revolution. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not, not just the anarchy symbol. Like, what happened? Let's kick it old school, man. Well, I mean, the, you could do that, and the, and the, and the, and the hammer and sickle and all that. It's just the bang is what the. It's like, hey, let's chuck a brick through a window. Uh, and then second, so in <laughs> the final per, uh, part of the game uh, would be the big match that was there later. Or, gimmick that we yeah the 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 big money i think bill called it the big mat you met basically if you match like the thousand dollar bill like it was gambit basically you get the first half of the thousand dollar bill second half you win the thousand dollars it was it was so it was such big money they had to split it across two boxes one thousand dollars and one of my people a thousand dollars in 1970 that wasn't enough for a car that wasn't that was enough for maybe rent but that that was a that was a rolling jackpot. So if it what if it didn't get one, the next day's program it they'd kick in another grand on that. But remember, only if they win. Yep. And if you if you oh, were able ahead. to three in a match three times. Oh no, sorry, not three in a match three times. You did you did three in a match three times to win the five thousand dollar package. If you did that seven times, not three, which would have made more sense. If you were able to do it seven times, you would win a car. And that actually came up on uh, on another episode because there was about a week's worth of episodes that that came up online uh, where the current champion they, they it was it was during Valentine's week, so they had an extra little Valentine's Day riddle gimmick going on where if you matched three hearts, you were eligible to split uh, like. A thousand bucks between whoever got the question right. What? But uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, you keep going. Like this, it's just like this oh, okay. was the. We need to. We need to have interest. We need to have make sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's gotta have. Well, I mean, to to give context for the for the show. Yeah. So Bill. So so that came up. So, and not only that, that his first two picks on the board were hearts. So that was so he was not only looking at an automatic win, he was looking at being eligible for the cash bonus at the end of the show. He would have that would have been like his fourth game that he had won, and he was eligible for the new car. 
So, and Bill was like, you know what? Y you pull this off, you own NBC. Did you own so NBC? I'm not thinking like it. <laughs> yeah, it was NBC. Now, mind you, this was before the this was before Eddie Murphy showed up on Saturday Night Live. So, you know, the show was kind of I mean, the network was kind of eh. No, I take that back. No, it was more or less like a it was. Uh, what am I talking about? I keep thinking of the 80s for some reason. The Bryant Gumbel era NBC. Uh, 80 up to 84 when they got sued by uh, Nebraska Public Television. For oh, that's off their right. Logo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. So, should we get to like, and that's the name. That's the game. That's the format. You answer true false questions to build your own bank, so you can use that money to buy boxes in the hopes that it's three on the match. But the catch is, you're only you only have a limit of three boxes per column, yep. meaning up to nine. So basically, thirty. Sit ninety and then one twenty ninety one twenty. So basically, if you managed to get two hundred and ten dollars, you just went ahead and gone to the board anyway because you just it, it was you know you you almost owned every box on the board anyway. And that's what that that's what the game was about, and mm -hmm. I mean it's it's kind of fun to look at like this in the in the back day because it's like I it, it, to me like. There's there's a few things people say it's like a slot machine game like kind of like they try to compare oh, yeah. it to slots. I don't. I don't compare it to a slot machine. What what uh, what would you what would you compare it to? One of those lottery scratch and wins. Find the three yeah. oranges and you win the fifty dollars. Yep. That yeah that that's and I was kind of thinking for like I said for for a show where. I mean, this was right at the period when Bob Stewart started, you know, when he got an idea for, for when he got a concept for a, for, a, uh, for a game, he tried to work that into every single pilot that he would do. And so this was right at the point where, you know, the true-false questions, which for Bob Stewart, you know, that's the first time, that's pretty much the first time he had done a, a straight, uh, what could be called a straight quizzer. This was a quiz game, technically, uh, but, even if, the once again, the trivia questions were Charlie Brown's or, dog is named Snoopy, true or false? I mean, it was totally superfluous. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, a, ga it was a daytime game show. It was, hey, this is a pleasant way to spend a half hour, even if it doesn't make sense. I mean, we're just all we're just all just enjoying ourselves for at least one brief moment before we roll into our graves. I just realized something. This is something I just it dropped in the middle of this episode. <laughs> uh, if you really think about three in a match, this would have been the perfect. This would have been the perfect vessel for the that Wink Martindale early '90s vessel of phone game shows <laughs> like the oh, Scrabble. Oh yeah, you had twelve. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jumble. You had uh, uh, Jumble. You had Boggle. Uh, that Wink uh, Martindale Family Channel era. Come on and play three on a match if you have a touch tone phone. <laughs> Pick any three numbers. 20. If it's a prize, you win it. You selected 20 on the red. 
<laughs> and of course, but it was also during the heyday of 900 numbers. So you, you so you could play along, but you're losing it's you're losing money in the process. Hey, just like in the show, you're losing money <laughs> to try and win <laughs> prizes. <laughs> Uh, um, but, and, and, <laughs> oh, go ahead. I just also want to point out here that this was an NBC show, and like most great NBC game shows, we got to give a shout out to the show's uh, announcer, Don Pardo. Don Pardo. Because <laughs> man, as because one of the most iconic voices in in television. Imagine yeah, that with absolutely. Bill Cullen. <laughs> just and and he was i mean and he was the i mean don pardo was literally the last of his kind when he passed away a few years ago because he i mean he was the only person who was a staff announcer for nbc like these days they just go hey let's get somebody we know or hell let's just get uh let's just get somebody in front of the camera to do some voiceovers and we'll just we'll we'll call it a day but uh, uh, just, no, you it, know what? They'll just call it Joe Cipriano. Coming yeah. up next, <laughs> this dealer no deal voice. If your first three picks match, you'll win the game at five thousand dollars. That sounds like the. That but, sounds like what would happen if this was a modern ass game show. Oh yeah! If your first three picks match, you get something. I guess I don't know. Coming up, it's the most... No, no, do you want the NBC version or you want the Fox edition? <laughs> oh, God. Don't even... Uh, oh, I can do either. Yeah, which, pick, know, pick one. Pick, which as, one? <laughs> about the one... Well, I was going to say, if it was a Fox show, A, it would be played for big money. B, it would probably rob the show of the one thing... Of probably the, the one thing... Or one of the few things it did right, and that was uh, its quick pacing. Can you imagine them doing a drawn-out reveal on the prize board for that? Each correct answer is worth $1,000. But remember, $1,000, yeah, $3,000 per column, you can only buy up to $15,000. <laughs> Josh, and if you, and if you before do that, the break, you, you spent $2,000 <laughs> on the blue column. We already know one of them has the all-new 2011 <laughs> Lexus LX sedan convertible. I'm standing here looking at my watch like, can, can we, can we move this along, What is behind got... that column? We reveal it is a cruise for 14 days to the Greek Isles. That is and not that the Lexus, match. but you still and, have... And that Five choices left. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, I mean, you just just imagine it. Uh, just imagining that kind of setup makes me want to commit crimes. Hosted, uh, host hosted by what's well, Fox is going to be like. Uh, you'll be hosted by like another big name celebrity. Yep, uh, and see. I think anybody really has it in them to be a good game show host. I think it's just, do does the person realize that you're not there to be an actor, you're there to be yourself. You are basically there as a traffic cop, a cab, but... Uh, <laughs> traffic cop, by the way, all cops are bastards. Just want to point this out here. 
Oh yeah, year of our Lord 2020, and people are just now catching on to that. But uh, boy, this, boy, this episode's going to come back and bite me in the ass when I run for office, isn't it? Well, remember, you can't you can't be on a game show when you're running for office, but you can go on a game show podcast. <laughs> oh, okay, that that's handy. Yeah, that's that's the um, so, so, and the, and that's the handy thing, and that's the handy thing. If I do that. Then I can pedal my own, you know. I can get a, I can get a third party to to pedal, uh, to pedal my own uh, oppo to the other guys, and you know, even if they, even if I don't win, hell, I made a little scratch off of it. This podcast brought to you by your local DSA. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Legal Services of America. Um, <clears throat> so, are you, are are you thinking about committing a white collar crime? Good job. But they didn't get like I the thing is though, even though we are joking about like the fox will stretch it out, I think if mm-hmm. they if they did the fox version, it would just simply be if you make one match, the game ends. So it'd be like the classic oh, yeah. old school rule of three on the match. Oh yeah. But it would definitely but... be stretched out for a full hour for one fucking prize. Oh my god. All uh, right. Not just a prize. You got you won the bid. Three you need to get. Flashy lights. The, the the on-screen graphics showing the question, and then the two options down at the bottom. One turns yellow when you lock in an answer, and then what options? It's always true or false. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, but it, there's it, yeah, it says true or false. Two little two little squares at the bottom. Uh, two little rectangles at the bottom of the screen. All we need, but at the same time. Well, I was going to say, but know. at the same time, of- that Lynn Manuel Miranda won a Tony Award based on the musical Hamilton. <laughs> uh, where is Immortal Technique when you need him most? If it was NBC, though, it would probably be kind of like a <laughs> Jane Lynch vessel. <laughs> it'd be like a. It'd be Joe's. It would be like well, simple. It would be like the same, but it'd be more frantic. And it would just be well, the stretched out would be more the questions because it would just be they'll stretch out the questions like true oh, yeah. or false. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Well, she has a successful talk show. True or false. She has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. True or false. And then, like, uh, of course, the whole she like uh, true. Yeah, that's right. Uh, where's my star on the Hollywood <laughs> Walk of Fame? And that would just be an anecdote for like five minutes. Yeah, and that that's that that'll uh, yeah because. Well, I mean, when you don't have to answer questions, you don't have to give out cash for it. But someone here can walk out of here with $50,000. Yay! So here's just how it works. <laughs> just by answering one just by answering one riddle that we're purposely purposely making as obtuse as possible. That's I mean, yes, Bob Stewart may be long gone, but his spirit remains. This would be, I mean, like that'd probably be the two networks. I think we're going now into that that merge of if this is going into a network, <laughs> NBC, because it is an NBC oh. vessel, so probably that'll be most likely, mm-hmm. uh, or it'll be Fox. Yep. And uh, but then again, it's worth pointing out that uh, the whole buying boxes thing. You know the off of grid. That was uh, that was another one of Bob Stewart's. Hey, I've got an idea. Let me try and shoehorn it in any way I can, because because you had you saw a bit of a uh, 
bit of a it was an attempt to to revive the idea. Yes. With uh, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, money in the blank. Oh jeez, now we don't remind me to do money in the blank eventually. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Did I I'm sorry. Did I did I jump ahead of you? Well, congrats, Josh. We guess we know what you're coming in next time for. We're going to do money in the blank. Uh, the one episode. The one exciting episode. Uh, no, um so the only other way I can think of this being a new format is, of course, the Game Show Network. This is Sony and Pictures. You know, what I, you know what I had an idea? Yeah, I mean, you, you know what I'm thinking? You know, uh, since three on a match being the, the main conceit of the game, why not try and stack categories around, say, like uh, the old threesome setup on uh, You Don't Know Jack? Or the three, the yeah, three way. I'm sorry. Three oh, way the three way like uh, Kukula, Flint, yeah. Friend, Ollie, Rock, Paper, Scissors, or game set match. That would that work. kind of deal. Oh yeah. And I was thinking, you know what? Let's let's speed it up a little bit. So make it to possibly five questions at most. You know, bit, able to bid five questions. Get get the points or get the points a lot quicker. And you don't want to throw away time, money. You want to do points. I mean, it's going to be. I mean, well, I was going to say, if you can just give away prizes, that's less money that you actually have to pay out. So you're just going to go points. You're going to go like one point, two point. Well, because points mean prizes. And points <laughs> mean bellowing audiences screaming uncontrollably. <laughs> what do points what make? Do points mean? Prizes! <laughs> and today's prize is something perfect for any squirrels. They are a subscription service to delicious almonds on demand. Netflix. <laughs> and this week's prize is something uh, uh, is something that will be especially handy to the shropodist on the go. It's this gear uh, supply of microwave bunion rings. And next, we're going to get Colin selling the piano. It's just going to be just a hazard. I just, if it, I mean, if you, if you may be wondering what 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 use what use would a would a man uh, what what kind of job is it anyway to sit in front of a contraption that he barely know, understands the workings of? Oh, by the way, Colin sells on the piano. Colin sells on the piano. <laughs> You see, it's called one song in tune to another. You see, you got to think of songs and tunes as separate things. You see, the so imagine, <laughs> imagine if you will, the, uh, the 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 song being an item at a department store, and the tune, er, and the, the the tune could be the price on that. So, if a price tag were to say fall off of a uh, fall off of a, uh, an item, it could be replaced with uh, a different price label. Now that could be construed as uh, attempt an attempt to defraud because the latest uh, Blu-ray player costs substantially more than two dollars and ninety-nine cents. <laughs> but I know but, what you're you saying, know, team. But... <laughs> <laughs> Who can we get oh, that is dude. broken and cheap at the same time? Colin Sell will be playing on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I mean, you, you got you got to hand it to Colin Sell for being being a very good. He sometimes writes those bits, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he you know, actually that, writes them. He writes some of well, some shit. most of them is Barry, but yeah, it's mostly Barry Cryer, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
If it's not Barry, it's uh, it was Hump or yeah, or and and I D. love and and I love that that Jack D took the. I mean, I mean, he's the perfect dude to take over for Hump because Hump his uh, his approach to you know the reason why he was so deadpan in his delivery and why it, why it worked for 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 that show is that he he literally said. You know what? I just pretend I don't understand what I'm reading. Because <laughs> this guy was like what in his seventies and eighties. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, he was. He was. He was about eighty some years old before he giving uh... like the the biggest double entendres in the. <laughs> oh yeah, this is a <laughs> and... Samantha. Samantha has been down to the archive uh, to the record archives at the BBC, and the two gentlemen there have been extremely. <laughs> have been extremely eager to get their hands on her 45s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, jeez. Anyway. We're going to just going to end up being, I'm sorry, having a clue episode. And you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a double billing. It's, see, we're doing both. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> uh, as, as, as ever, Samantha spent a few hours browsing among the shelves in the singles archive this week. And as a result of a roaring poke in the country section, she was thrilled to discover a mint condition seven inch boxcar willy. <laughs> uh, you know, if if you if you never if you never get a chance to emotionally mature, anything is funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's where we're looking at this. Oh, uh, right. Rest rest in peace, Tim Brooke Taylor. Oh, you have no idea how broken I was because I was like, "Wait!" Uh, it just hit me like one year earlier. He's the guy from the Willy Wonka, my favorite scene. Oh yeah, and and well, he's he's been in a lot of different. Like, have you ever seen the goodies? I like, I love the goodies was... more Monty Python. So uh, absolutely, I love that tandem <laughs> bike. I love the random. Uh. I, and and I, I can't and and the episode where Patrick Trotton appears as the evil mad scientist. Yes, that was an absolutely perfect episode. Just, uh, Lucretia, my vault pet vultures only hang around me because I promised to leave her something in my will. Really, what'd you leave her? Me? No. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, it's. I'm operating on two hours of sleep, so if you if 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 you if you're still listening at this point, a I appreciate it, and b you you under you might understand why I'm a little punchy tonight. <sighs> All right, this week's prize will ideally suit every <laughs> proud homeowner who wants to keep their carpets pine fresh and viper free. It's a year's supply of shaken vac. <laughs> Snake and back. Um, it's, no, I, I, this yeah. week's prize will provide every Doctor Who enthusiast an ideal accompaniment to pasta meals. It's this t- very tasty Dalek bread. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Let's see. I just realized that was like a Jack D delivery, not a hump. <laughs> <laughs> Collins Hell's on the so piano. That- Samantha kindly took all four team members down into the gramophone archive earlier to help choose their songs. It's quite cramped down there, but she managed to squeeze them into a breast. And now it's... Uh... <laughs> Great, so that, that, that we're now pitching. We're going to have to, like... 
It's, hey, let's combine three on a match with I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. All right, this is called One Song and Tune to Another and Tune to Another. Teams, uh, so, you just have to. <laughs> let's see. Well, you've uh, you've bid you've bid that you're going to be put fair in though. Three this was when, <laughs> To be fair though, what we love about Bill Cullen is his ability to host different shows, and in this one, he is very loose. This is almost Nars air like Nars oh, yeah. level of I do not really give a shit <laughs> what you pick. <laughs> He's like, hey, you know, I've got a I've got a dream job. I'm just here just to just to move things along and crack a joke every now and then. All right, uh, so let's see the categories. Let's up. have some fun with the categories here. Uh, headline readers, uh, this one is called... The anagram uh, quiz. Anagram quiz, and finally, grab bag. <laughs> All right, what, pick, pick oh. a category. I'm just going to drink right now. <laughs> oh, okay, you grab bag. You know what, bag. that's a good idea. Grab bag. All right. <laughs> no, that's... The <laughs> now, now, it's... I was going to now the, another thing I was going to mention as far as the the questions. Yeah. You know, I I really like I really like seeing old game shows like that especially when you get kind of a, a peek into a time capsule of what was common knowledge then versus common knowledge now. Cuz you had a couple of questions about like theater, you know, like uh uh you know that uh you know uh, part uh you know, equipment on a equipment, uh, set equipment on a on a stage is known as flats, true or false. Yeah. Or, uh, it, you know, the straw hat circuit is is known for you know the straw hat circuit is referred to as the theater, local you know, theaters. Name, if you do, local yeah, yeah, doing the during the summer. Yeah, and it's like, who would know that kind of stuff today? <laughs> and it wasn't supposed. And by the way, that wasn't supposed to be tough questions. Those were supposed to be simple, easy questions. I don't think they wanted oh, yeah. these to be. Uh, they wanted this to be fast because the faster you get the money, the faster you get to the board. The faster you get to the board, the quicker you get to the prize. So we can end this game quickly. <laughs> Which would be the opposite but, you know, of our our brand new version of the show. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, oh. I guess we'll get to the, the so I did the NBC version, I did the Fox edition, and I'm sure it'll be a Game Show Network edition. It'll just be like all the prizes that were left over from Temptation, the all new sale of the century, including the wallets. Yeah, the wallets themselves are are going to be the the feature prize. Congratulations, a 250 Sephora gift card. <laughs> that, that oh boy, I know years. you're excited. Four hundred dollars at Restoration Hardware. Very very exciting <laughs> stuff. Well, depend. Well, restoration hardware. I'm trying to think. I've you can get. Really... You can buy n new knobs. Oh well, well, one can. One can. You know. You yeah, can I buy. Mean, you can buy sadder. linen. You can buy like tasty linen. I was gonna say there's nothing sadder in this world than a worn out knob. A a. You know, going back to. We're, the, we're just. Uh, anyway. Now this part where it, I'll, I'll get. The, Thank, thanks for having me on, Jordan. I'll, I'll show myself. The, the crowd's laughing. <laughs> I, I thought I'm playing the chairman, though. That's the thing. <laughs> right, right. I thought I'm playing the chair. I thought I'm playing the the, the Jack uh, D character, you and you're sitting on on, on the left. Uh, and well, not on my well, left hand. That's the, lovely Samantha. 
You see, in, in the United Kingdom, the, 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 the word knob has a connotation for, for part of the male genitalia, and, and I wish I was dead. And now it's time to play Umbridge English Dictionary. <laughs> what? No uh, Mornington Crescent today. And Yeah, uh, Mornington <laughs> Crescent. Oh, fine. Let's play some Mornington Crescent. Uh, as you know, we'll be uh, playing by American Imperial Rules, which means everything must be done in miles, not kilometers. Uh, and uh, Elstree Station is no longer in play, but you can do a double. Wait, double shunt or or double nid? You know, I, I think it's a big. I think it's both. I'm not saying it's both. Oh lord, okay. it's a double double. Inspired okay, so by the double, Great double, American so, Cheeseburger Place In and Out Burger. So, so that, so then we're we're talking about we're we're talking about revised rules of 1867. Uh, uh, the 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 Conway the the the, the Conway revision, right? Per, per, yes, exactly that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so. I, I I haven't played that version. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> well, then we'll just get to Mornington Crescent. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, here's what I wrote down for if we were to do an American, a new rebooted version. Uh, mm-hmm. in my new version, in my new since since you last showed up, uh, everyone knows I do like reboots of game shows. Mm-hmm. I like to do like a, on a one to ten. What's the likelihood of this ever returning? <laughs> uh. You know what? I could almost see this as like an independent production for the web. I mean, because who's gonna who's gonna really you know who 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 cares? You know, <laughs> it's very I mean, cheap. It's, It'll be it's... very cheap. Oh, it have to be like your oh, one yeah. round of play, and that's it. Or oh yeah, it... or do the do or but the, the, now going back to the earlier idea that I had with the uh, with doing the three way questions. Yes. Uh, do do a combination of the two, uh, but since it's going to be since we're looking at probably a self-contained show, just have them prizes on the board, and whoever manages to accumulate the most prizes by the end of the show wins the game and goes to play the the big money. I like that idea. May <laughs> I mean since since the big money was was kind of a uh, was kind of a de facto bonus game anyway. Alrighty, so. <laughs> I wrote this down uh, Mm -hmm. since you said we're doing the episode. Here we go. Instead of three categories, it's only one category. So you save your writers some time because you know you usually throw away two categories on any given round. Well, you could just shuffle them back into the deck. So now instead of one, two, three, or four, it's just one, two, or three. That speeds it up. So you get up to six per, per round. Uh, it's still true/false, still easy as hell, um, but winning it only gets you points: one point, two point, three point, and it's still a group. Uh, and now we speed it up even more. Instead of buying it for twenty dollars, thirty dollars, forty dollars, every box you buy is worth three points. Doesn't matter what you uh, yeah. buy three. I mean, but but then again, having the having the 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 price spread out like that, that kind of that kind of added a little strategy, especially if you had uh, two of the same, you know, you had two different sets of two and you're trying to figure out, is it worth it to try and spend, you know, spend the $40 on, you know, going for the ring or c- could I buy the two extra 20, uh, $20 boxes? 
So Does that uh, make any it's sense? A still and it's deemed like a giant scratch card, like I said. Um, you match three prizes, yeah. you win that prize out of twelve. Um, there is nice. exactly five. It's a four by three grid, and there's five prizes oh. on the show. So there's fifteen cards jumbled up, but only twelve are used in an episode, guaranteeing at least one or two prizes guaranteed to be a match. Uh, you can right. buy up to thirty points or ten boxes, guaranteeing a win. Mm-hmm. Um. If they win a prize, they keep that prize, and any points left over are banked. This is important and crucial to the game. Because, yes, it's six points, but you got to think five rounds or four rounds, and the round ends. Uh, Any points that that you have banked is carried over and serves as the scoring mechanic on the show. That Yeah, because that does make... Because it seemed kind of funny that... In, you know that when when somebody goes to the board and they manage to make the match, they wipe all three player scores clean. Uh, and, so you won. And another. Th- yeah. Yeah. So and, if you got like say thirteen points, we'll say you got thirteen points, and you got a perfect like you bought four boxes and you got three on a match. So that's twelve points lost. You still have one point left over. You keep that point, but you're not going to use it in that round. That's one point to your score because at the end of the game, extra. Yes. So after three rounds of play, after three rounds of this, because it's going to be one per act, obviously, we're trying to speed this up. After three acts, because three rounds of play, whoever has the most points goes on to the final round. So you see. And that's the. uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the idea. So it's three rounds of play, always three, everything's themed around three. Uh, and then it goes on to the final round where it's basically just another scratch and win, but instead of based on the match three you win, it's based on if your number matches any number. So Mm -hmm. we have the numbers 1 through 21 jumbled up, and 12 are selected and put on that same grid, same physical grid, but it's hidden. For three points, you can call, you get one free number for free, any number you want from 1 to 21. You call that number. If it's on the 12, you get whatever money is behind it. Then for any leftover I, points you had, because this is where I said the points matter, if for every three points, you can buy another number and get more money. So it kind of it it encourages you to keep building up points. and But at the same time, if you... Then, then going after the prizes, why would somebody go for the board when they could just uh, when they could just stick with you know stick with constantly building up the points? Exactly, because if you are guaranteed, like if say if you have like eight points because you won the first two rounds, round three you mm-hmm. might not really care that much about getting points, but you still want to win. So you're mm-hmm. going to try and build as much points as possible so you can guarantee yourself oh, a three on the yeah. match. Yeah, because because the the because the 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 spare po- the extra point the points left over, they don't get uh, they don't get locked away until you make that match. Yeah, points only matter oh, okay, when yeah. it's locked away in this final round. So you so at the end of the it's, so through three rounds we'll, of play, you won two games. That was a total of six points. That means you can buy two more cards and call three numbers total. If any of those three numbers Next. show up on the board, you win the money associate. It's anywhere from $5 to $50,000. Oh, nice. So, basically, deal or no deal. 
It, but no, there's no offers. It's really just call. Like, say right. seven. It's nope, just, seven. Just, sorry. Just... <laughs> um, oh, but... Uh... <sighs> Crap. I was just... Like Post I said, it. I'm still a little punchy right now, so... Yeah, so it's... Mm. A, and that's where I would end it. it would end on on at least a money game. Um, oh, yeah. But I think there should be somewhat of like maybe you're right maybe there should be like a treat that like you got five points that's five thousand dollars if you want to spend three thousand you can win some big money i would like i would like that or like how the how the uh how the big money was done on the original show they had uh basically everybody took turns picking a box if it was blank their turn ends goes to the next person in line uh, but if somebody found the if somebody found one half of the thousand uh, dollar, they got one more pick to try and find that other half. The loot so weren't crook round. Have, exactly, but you could have, but but that kind of makes like an interesting uh, interest that there there's potential for an interesting buyout mechanic going on there. You know, like so you've got you know so say you manage to flip over seven uh seven blanks before you turned over the the first half of the bill you can be like hey you got uh you got we'll give you a uh, offer we're gonna make to you is a hundred dollars uh for every blank that you got walk away from this we'll just we'll just go back tomorrow add another thousand dollars to the pot blah 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 or you could make or you could turn that down make one more pick if it's not the money sorry oh i like that <clears throat> Um, so, I mean, like, I think that's the only way it will work is you have to either make it so it's like so fast that each round guarantees a win. Oh yeah. Or you have to spread it out. So one game lasts the entire half hour. You don't want to spend this a whole hour. It has to be a half hour. Oh yeah. No, that, that definitely has. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just me. I would just love to see, uh, see another game show use returning champs again i would like that i, I, mean, I mean you are I mean, now like this is the third time in a row on this show sale <laughs> <laughs> of the century i want returning champions hot street i just yep. love returning champion <laughs> can we just have i mean a because you're not you're you're potentially not uh, spreading your contestant pool out so thin and B, you know, you you, you get kind of you get that emotional, you know, you get that that personal investment in watching it. Like, hey, how far can this clown go? You know. So, so what you're telling me, Josh, is what a lot of people mm. forget about game shows is if you really wanted the Jeopardy effect, you would need to create something like the Ken Jennings, like the so, James Holtzauer. Because well, remember, James Holtzauer was on a winning streak, and I was like, "You gotta watch Jeopardy." James Holtzauer's winning like <laughs> oh, yeah. four, twelve games. He he could be losing any time. He was he was the he was the uh, James Holtzauer was the uh, Ken Jennings of his day, and Ken, of course Ken Jennings was the Tom McKee of his day. And I would say Tom McKee was the the Charles Van Dorn, but that just makes all kinds of unpleasant connections there. So. We'll 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 just forget I brought that up. It, but it <laughs> happens. Um, so I I, I think uh, <laughs> I I think we 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 uh, are are pretty much near the end of the show. Not okay. Because I mean, like we kind of have to. Um, we 
we were all over the map. Yeah, uh, we're near the end. <laughs> we're, we're running low on time. <clears throat> um, now, Samantha has to go. She's off to the country residence of her new gentleman friend, who has some interesting birds in the thicket. He keeps a young chicken, but Samantha says there are also wild breeds out there, and she can't wait to see his woodcock pull it and swallow. <laughs> so, teams, I would like you to give me uh, uh, new new entries in, in late entries in the game show ball. Now arriving, Mister Miss. Oh God, no! I can't see. Like I said, I'm just all punched out today. So. Uh, Miss, uh, uh, Miss, Mr. Uh, buy a vowel and the wife. I wanna, I wanna buy a vowel. Oh, the rush, the, the, the Russian embassy, uh, guests. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now arriving. Uh, cause the, the, Ball was basically just funny names. That was it. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Funny. It was. It was jokes. Jokes and names. Although, if you wanted to end every episode with a Samantha joke, nah, nah. <laughs> Never gonna, mind. I withdraw the. <laughs> I'm gonna keep. Uh, well, I'm gonna DJ just keep. Samantha- oh. <laughs> we'll just. I'll oh, get man. the hate mail. I'm gonna get the hate mail for. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, hey, you know what? You're right. We shouldn't have Samantha. We should have Sven, the Swedish yes, Swede. Of course, the, uh, uh, the 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 yeah. DJ Sven has spent all afternoon in the single section of my record library, where he's pulled out every one of the village people's seven inches. After thinking about them long and hard, he decided they didn't suit and made another selection for the teams. Yeah. <laughs> See, we Our, know we know comedy. We can do the comedy podcast too. <laughs> Um, so, in conclusion, Thrandom Match is an iconic game show because it was a weird mix of so many different format points, from buying things to true-false to ESP to category selection. To second-guessing your, your opponents. With Bill Cullen learning what he learned from I Guess to do this game show. Another another uh, Bob Stewart show with a fun gambling aspect of how much is really should I buy in terms of the columns? Is it worth it, or should I stop, cut my losses, and just keep going? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same time, we also learned that sometimes some game shows are just cultural icons that are often forgotten, and three in the match just kind of just. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, is it really worth it to bring back? I think they should replay the old episodes, but I don't really know if it's worth like rebringing back. It's not as touchstone as a match game or a concentration, but it has one thing that a lot of game shows do not have. A home board game. Oh, well, yeah, that too. (laughs) What were you thinking? Oh, I was saying speed. I mean, especially nowadays. You it know? needs speed. Like it's a fast pace until it became first to get three matches wins, and oh, we'll see you next time. See how this carries over. Oh yeah. Well, and and but even then, the individual episode. I mean, the individual elements of the game 
where they would just go from one to the other. You know, it's like, okay, let's do some questions. You want to go to the board? Great, let's go to the board. Okay, now it's time for the big money. Let's do some more questions. You go to the board again. Oh, hey, it's uh, time's up. We'll see you tomorrow. Well, that's it. And <laughs> it still shows that Bill Cullen is a legendary game show host. For a damn good reason. Uh, so uh, now we have one final question, uh, Josh. Uh, he here it is. Um, if you okay. had one hundred and twenty dollars, what would your strategy be on three on a match? Well, so essentially, I think my I think my focus would be to try and start with the four, with the most expensive first, because at least that way, as long as it's not a no match card. Uh, I would still be, you know, if I if I had one element on the 40 and then the rest, uh, one element on the 40, I would try to match the 30, and then whatever money I had left, I'd try and fill it out on the 20. So you just so like, so like, I, if if it's if it's if it's something I can win on in the 40 dollar column, I then move on to the 30 dollar column till I find that match, and then I move on to the 20 dollar column, and hopefully. You know, I can you know I can get the expensive crap out of the way and have more time to focus on the cheap side. I <clears throat> that makes sense. I and you know what? <laughs> it might be a good strategy. I would have just went like just bought three on the twenty dollar row and then two and then one. <laughs> but well, I mean, essentially, you're 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 looking at. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at about the same thing. It's just turned at the turned the other way around. Because at least that way, with the expensive stuff out of the way, you give yourself more chances to to get the other matches lined out. All right. And so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as the impatient road hauler of time launches the yellow lemonade bottle of desperation towards the hard <laughs> shoulder of despair, <laughs> and the pancaked badger of indignity delights the school minibus of disdain. That's all the time we have. So from all of us here at Game Shows, I suppose, it's goodbye. 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 Thanks again to Josh for stopping by. Uh, three on the match. Fantastic game show. Wonderful prizes. I think it's one of those shows where you watch and you go, ooh, ah, and then you kind of forget that it was one of those classic game shows of all time. I never really think the show could ever be revived, per se, but something about that show is always an exciting thing to see. Unfortunately, this is the last of our guests episodes, at least for now. So we had a fantastic run with lots and lots of guests. And as we are approaching our 100th episode... And the end of game shows, I suppose, as we know it, I can't thank every one of my guests. We had people like Jack Allison. We had people like Matt Christman from Chapo Trap House. Brandon Parnes from from now Screen Rant. Uh, we, we had uh, Josh Eldridge. Last week, Chris Lane. Uh, Mike Klaus was recently on. Cindy Seidelman. Uh, then we like gotta keep going down the list of like every co-host. Now I feel like I'm gonna be like, oh no, you you forgot about like Kurt Schiller, for instance. Kurt was fantastic. Uh, Brianne and Matt was great. Joe Hartzler for the Gong Show episode. 
Uh, we we had Sandrusi for for Beware uh, release the hounds. Scott Benson from American Ninja Warrior. That was a fantastic episode. Danny Lewis. Um, we we had Josh, Danny and Josh. Um, Max Mayer. We were talking about the original polling prices, right? Ben Patton for Big Break. Leslie on Singled Out. Like like the lots of people took part in this show and it's like for me that's that was a big part of it and one aspect i loved about the show was showing my love of game shows to guests but at another part it kind of was a giant headache when it came to coordination talking about the game shows and for me it felt like i was being more abusive to my friends than ever like hey go on my game show podcast and I'd rather just be chill and let them go on their own times. But, you know, when you had to make an episode every week, it gets frantic, and then I just lose control. Um, not, I know I'm making it sound like I'm being, like, really mean to people. Uh, it was only slightly. But, uh, no, it was... For me, I just can't wait any longer to talk about some of my favorite game shows, and I can't really do this podcast any longer as there's a lot more personal issues to deal with. So for me, I got to just record maybe 40 more episodes of the show. I got to probably double check. Maybe it's like, it's not 40, it's probably like 20. Um, and just continue talking about some of these favorite game shows, my favorite game shows. And uh, then end from there. Because to me, I want to end on a high note. Even if it's just me talking by myself, I started talking by myself about game shows. Why not end with me talking about game shows? So that's going to do it for us here. Thank you so much to anyone who has participated in game shows, I suppose. Now it's time for the 110-part series exploring every pricing game from The Price is Right. This is the Pricing Game Spotlight. Step up. Premiere date, February 7th, 2002, 2054K. Finale date, Bob Barker era, May 31st, 2007, 4014K. Premiere date, Drew Carey, March 4th, 2008. Finale date, October 15th, 2014. It's been a while since we had a flopped pricing game. Oh, well. Uh, Step Up was a game where a contestant must step up to win big, with four prizes and a potential $3,000 cash bonus at stake. Deep breath, and here's the gameplay. The contestant is shown four prizes and asked to select a prize they believe to be the cheapest, which serves as the base price. Its prices didn't reveal. The contestant is then asked to select a second prize, which is more expensive than that one base price. If they're correct, they win both those prices and $500. The contestant then can quit or risk them and choose another of the prizes, which would mean third one, for an additional $1,000 bonus and three prizes. For, um, that brings their total to $1,500. If the contestant can once again quit with their winnings or risk everything on the final prize that is the most expensive of the four. If they're correct, they win all four prizes and an additional $1,500, making it three grand. If a prize, however, is revealed at any point that lower, 
than the previous price. The game ends and the contestant loses everything, as in nothing. Step Up premiered February 7, 2002 and was won on their first playthrough. On April 30, 2010, a red display changed from blue to yellow. Step Up was won nine times on its last win occurring April 7, 2014. This game has been taken out of the pricing game rotation on November 7, 2008, out of order. The game was only playing in Season 37 but returned on October 16, 2009. Uh, the game's only playing on... Uh, uh, Okay, so October 15, 2014 was season's only plan in season 43. This time it was good. Step Up has never offered four cars. This game has been played 81 times. Greatest number of times this game was played in season was 11. This has been the only pricing game that was retired in the 20... Really? So this is the only time you're going to hear the the horns then. Wow. I don't... Oh, I mean like, oh, retired in the 2010s. It's, I don't think there's, this is the only filled one. I Like, on the spot rings to mind. Time is money. Um, retirement. This game was retired because of its low win-loss ratio of 9 to 72, including 5 to 23 since Drew Carey took over as host. So, Step Up was a really fun risk-reward game, but something about it just didn't work well. Um, mostly because it was, it kind of had the same, uh, problem as pass, uh, as Pay the Rent does, where it's that last hurdle to risk everything on the last one if this is more than that. And contestants usually go for it and they lose. Or they would pick the first two and then they make a big mistake going for the third. That There's always hiccup points and I think that was the flaw of this game is for a production standpoint, you couldn't really gauge the time on this. Like You, you can measure it maybe like three minutes, four minutes, but this game could be over in like 20 seconds if you make the wrong decision and say, well, the trip is, more ex- is less expensive than the treadmill because that's what's probably going to happen. Um, which which is sucky because I love Step Up. I think Step Up was actually a really sm- a smart game because it was pick the least expensive, then the least expensive, then the least expensive, and just go down the line. Basically, big prize version of Hole in One and or Two. Um, I kind of wish there was like a way to have it be similar to maybe Bag. Uh, it's in the bag. Or, or just like have like a cash prize and the, like the jackpot goes up, like it's five thousand dollars or ten thousand or something. Because I, I like the idea, and I think four prizes plus three thousand dollars makes it a cool cash game with prize game, which is rare, rare, rare on the prices, right? Um, but alas, it flopped because decision points and a lot of losses. And no one wants to see a loss in the prices, right? Next time on the Pricing Game Spotlight, we're going to play On the Spot. So... This is very awkward. Uh, I was I just finished up all of game shows. I suppose solo sessions. I hit save. I finished everything. Just got very exhausted, and then I got the news uh, over the weekend: uh, the passing of Regis Philbin. Now, Regis Philbin was a f- voice and a face of broadcast for decades.
So before we get to the big one, who once been millionaire, he's hosted other game shows. Uh, the Parents, for instance. Uh, another one was It's a Knockout. Uh, a precursor to Wipeout uh, and a precursor to The Keshi's Castle. A lot of slapstick comedy games were played, and he was kind of like a field reporter, uh, basically commentating over people doing pratfalls. For other people, they might know him from the daytime talk shows, like Live with Regis and Kathy Lee and Live with Regis and Kelly. Uh, or you might even remember him hosting the very first season of America's Got Talent. Regis was an expert in a lot of stuff. He was a fantastic host. Reading comments and stories about Regis from his love of professional wrestling in Los Angeles and San Diego to meeting legendary musicians in Vegas. The dude had lots of stories. That guy probably knew everybody there was in entertainment. And others know him because of Disney buying ABC, him doing a lot of Disney specials. Uh, whenever Disney wanted to showcase something from Disneyland in the 90s or the Christmas parade, Regis was the face of those specials. So for theme park vloggers and YouTubers, they, they know Regis from that. Regis also hosted Million Dollar Password on CBS, one of the last big money game shows to come out of that era. Uh, CBS didn't really have much game shows to play with. They were kind of focused on uh, on reality television, but they gave it a try, and Regis Philbin was the host. And they took the game Password, and they and while I was always confused by Password being million dollar speed round, pretty much, I never really questioned it because for me. Regis Philbin was a prestige host, so for him to host Million Dollar Password, it felt like it was something really special and you should watch it. And I did, and I had a lot of fun watching it. But the one that everyone knows, especially if you're probably coming from a casual viewpoint, is Regis Philbin hosting Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yes, there's been all their hosts of Millionaire. Kimmel's the most recent one, but Chris Harrison has done it. Terry Crews has done it, Cedric the Entertainer has done it, Meredith Vieira. But when people think millionaire, they have to think back to that 1990s. We've done a whole episode about millionaire. But there was something about what you were about to watch on ABC. It was that event television. It was stripped five nights a week. And it was like a return to the big money quiz shows of the yesteryear of the $64,000 question. And Regis Philbin... Because at the time, once again, this is ABC, and he is the face of daytime talk shows over there. He hosted a game show where he was giving away a million dollars if you can answer 15 general knowledge questions. And and for Americans, th th that show was a phenomenon because of Regis Philbin. Yes, there was the drama of the questions. Yes, phone a friend and ask the audience and 50-50 were used. But instead of like a Chris Tarrant, who is always playing like a DJ, like, we don't want to give you that kind of money, Regis was distinctly American. When you're watching that show, he's going to tell you what he thinks. He's going to be a little silly. He's going to be a little comedic. He wants to ease you up and then... He will tense it up when he asks that question that everyone knows. Is that your final answer? Without a doubt, I think a lot of people started doing Regis Philbin impressions because of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. People doing that. Is that your final answer? 
this is out of control. It's to me, I, I think a lot of people do that than they do with any other game show host. No one's really brushing up on trying to do a Pat Sajak impression or a Drew Carey or a Wayne Brady. Or even if we're talking in the 90s, like there, no one's doing a Bob Barker impression. But Regis, Regis was such a cultural milestone in the world of not just game shows, but entertainment that everybody loved Regis. And Regis is a very smart guy. And when he agrees to do something like a silly bit or a silly skit or poke fun at himself or the context of television, he was willing to do that if it was entertaining. And one of the things I remember a lot growing up was uh, I did two special episodes about You Don't Know Jack. I remember the first episode aired of You Don't Know Jack with Paul Rubens as Troy Stevens. And they did like cold opens, kind of like Saturday Night Live, where but of live from New York, it's Saturday night. It's if you thought that, then you don't know Jack. And uh, when they did it, it was because Millionaire was at peak game show. But you don't know Jack was just about to develop. And Regis agreed to do a very silly skit about uh, game shows. Good friends at the phone company are connecting me to another free long distance call. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. I'm sorry, that's... Hello? Hi, it's Regis Philbin. Regis? Wow, what am I, somebody's lifeline? No, Paul, I'm just calling to welcome you to the wonderful world of game shows and to pass along a couple of pointers. Pointers? Hang on, Reg, let me get a pen. Got it, Reach. Point away. Well, the first thing you should do is smile. Smile a lot. Everybody loves a guy who smiles. Wow. Smile. <laughs> Next thing you'll be telling me to dress sharp and the clothes make the show. And dress sharp, Paul. Clothes make the show. Okay, I will, Reach. And another thing. The audience loves seeing other guys get rich. The more comfortable your guests are, the more likely they're going to win the big bucks. Listen, Reed, you seem really busy. Let me let you run. <laughs> Did the new guy just hang up on me? You think this show is gonna make anybody but me a millionaire? Then you don't know Jack. Another that was a really good uh, bit, not because the show was good or anything. It really wasn't. But Regis made it feel like yes, this is like belongs in the ABC network of game shows, and he's trying to be the chipper game show host man. While you have Paul Rubens playing the course, the insensitive jerk. And of course, me being the, the brain that I am, I'm like, well, this also is funny because Jelly Vision makes You Don't Know Jack, but they also make the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire PC game. And that game will later get adapted to on PlayStation uh, 1 devices as well. And what I love about Jelly Vision and their games is that it's that technology of press 1, press 2, press 3, press 4. But based on the string of events, uh, they would either say something really silly or... If you did nothing, they would point it out. And there's a very funny uh, Easter eggs along the time. Like if you play the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire games and you put funny names in, he, uh, Regis will give a comment. And one that I remember is if you don't even respond to Regis in the start of the PC game asking how many people be playing today, he gets a little angry. So I, I just want to put a little bit more uh, of that in the in this episode. 
How you doing? Welcome to the show. How many players will be playing? All right, I'm going to ask you again. How many players are playing? All right, somebody's got to help me here. Look around the room and count. Is it one? Is it more than one? Somebody let me hear from you, please. Okay, no game for you today. Come back next year. Maybe soup then. Maybe game then. Maybe never. And to me, that is what I think of when I think of Regis. You know, 99, 2000, 2001. Who wants to be a millionaire is the biggest craze. Everyone's watching that show. Event television, who's going to win a million dollars. And Regis, even in the middle of, you are the number one guy. You are the face of not just game shows right now. You are the face of television because you have the number one ratings of any other show. You have three episodes, like, of, of a five-night event. Three of the five have already been number one. People are watching you. And through all that, Regis is still being this silly person that's willing to, you know, be Regis. The guy who's always having that cheerful face, that chipper smile, and going like, hey, how's it going, everyone? New York. And then, like, whenever there is something a little bit wrong, he make, he just plays with it and goes, I don't know what's going on! <laughs> and you're just giggling and laughing. And Regis is just somebody that knows if you're going to host a show, be prepared for anything, and was willing to play with the punches and be willing to bring the audience in on any show he was on. Rather, it was a chat show. Rather, it was a game show. Regis is a visionary in the world of entertainment. And in the history of television, he has spent more time on camera than anyone else in the history of US TV. Uh, almost 17,000 hours. A record in the world of television and I don't think there will ever be anyone close to Regis Philbin in the world of game show hosting. It's hard to put into words why that is. I like to think of it as just pure showbiz. When Regis is around, that show business. You see Reg, that's a prestigious show. The if so, the show being on Regis, it almost re, it doesn't revolve around Regis, but you know that name being on there meant something nowadays it's they need the pull for the show so they're gonna book the a-list celebrity or the stand-up comedian of the era something that so that way it gets that viral appeal of hey check this out so-and-so's hosting this regis if he's there you're just gonna gravitate towards that rather the marketing people say regis is hosting or not because some people know him from talk some people know him from game shows, music, the Joey Bishop show. Remember the Joey Bishop show? So it's very upsetting news. And uh, my heart goes out to all the friends and family of Rage. Do you have any advice for me? What should I do? What should I not do? What is the most important thing I should know going into this? What do you think? I think just the way you are. Be myself? Yes, to be great. Thank you, Regis. Thank you for everything. And that's how means we are out of time, like always. 
but maybe for the last time. Uh, this is the last episode of Game Shows, I suppose, with guests. So next week, when we continue Game Shows, I suppose, with the pricing game spotlights, uh, the format might be a little different. That's because everything from here on out has been recorded ahead of time. Uh, mostly because it's basically a farewell episode. So if there's extra content in between talking about the game shows, so be it. If there isn't, oh well. But thank you so much for listening to the show. The next episodes from here on out are all about game shows I really, really love. So if you want to join me in sharing your appreciation to some of these game shows, follow me on Twitter at Jordha, J-O-R-D-H-A. You can also find me over on uh, jordanhaas.com slash podcast. Uh, you know, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash jordanhaas. There, there's going to be some more extra content over there if you want more of me rambling about things. Next week, we're starting the solo showcase with one of my all-time favorite game shows of all time, The Crystal Maze. Till then, have a great night and big smooch! Mwah!